0: We are back with episode 35 with the Olivia Pope of the entertainment industry, Monica Morton. Welcome to the Fuel Your Hustle radio show. My name is Luke Sissombath, and I'll be inviting power guests to have power talks that will be sure to elevate your game. Whether you're already in business, looking to start one, or just need some inspiration, my guests and I will help you fuel your mind, fuel your hustle, and ultimately fuel your life. Welcome back to the show, folks. Fuel Your Hustle Radio. I got a very cool, special, very intelligent guest as well um, that's uh, going to be the star of the show today. Her name is uh, Monica Morton, and uh, she is in the private investigation industry, but not just the regular PI. She has worked in the professional sports industry as well as the entertainment industry and she's got uh, a very a lot of cool things that are coming up uh, that she's got on um that she's got on her plate and uh, whatever she's got on her plate is going to be really big things and uh, I am really appreciative for having you on Monica
1: My pleasure it's great to be with you too, today
0: Yeah so uh, I wanted to to introduce you to the audience myself but the thing is is you know i'm i don't want to butcher anything cuz you have so much things going on you you've you've got a lot <laughs> of experience and your your resume is just is wild it's wild what you've done who you've worked with is is amazing and you you're only going on to more amazing things that we'll talk about later uh come january coming coming in january you got some some really cool stuff coming up so we'll we'll talk about that later but so can you tell us uh a little bit about you know your backstory, because you know you were you, you've you've done everything from you know working at a uh, venture capital firm uh, to you know private investigation, working in the entertainment industry and and the sports industry.
1: Yeah, um, I am, as you stated, I'm a private investigator, and I've owned my own firm for 22 years, and I've been a PI for 25 years. And um, when I share with you, honestly, Luke, that I'm walking in my calling and my purpose, I truly, truly, truly am. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have a kind of an interesting story about my childhood, which is why I share that I'm walking in my calling and my purpose. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, when I was nine years old, I had just gotten a brand new bicycle for my ninth birthday. And I was in a park in Cleveland, and a ball rolled up to me. And I thought I was being a a lady, and I handed the ball back to this young man, and he proceeded to jump on my bicycle, and he stole my brand new bicycle. So I knew my parents were going to be furious with me. And I went home and I asked my mom, I said, look, take me to the library. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, don't argue with me. Just take me to the library. So she took me to the library. And I proceeded to go through the yearbook for all the schools in my county. I found his picture, made her take me to the police department. I filed a police report, asked my parents to file a court case for me, which they did. And the judge made his parents buy me a brand new bicycle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sorry how old how old were you here I was nine nine, nine years nine. old wow
1: yeah I was nine so I don't know how I knew to do that um I've always had this uncanny sixth sense so I can figure things out so you know it's like as far as being an investigator I really feel like that that's what I was born to do I absolutely love my work I'm blessed with working with extraordinary people I work with professional athletes, celebrities, um, do a lot of quote unquote fixing. Um, we do tons of business due diligence for our professional athletes and dignitaries and, and celebrities. And I love what I do. I'm very blessed to be walking in my calling and my purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: And when you, when you say fixing, what, is, what does that really mean? Cause I've, I've watched, uh, you know, some, some Hollywood movies and you know, they'll have that fixer, uh, quote unquote fixer in the show.
1: Well, I'm kind of like, I am, I'm I'm like the Olivia Pope before there was an Olivia Pope. I'll put it like that. I mean, we kind of, you know, when, when clients get into situations that can affect their business, their brand, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's allegations that are false or whatever, we help to make sure that our clients are always in a position of excellence as far as their brand, period. So Mm. that's what we do.
0: Well, that's good because, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things that come out through you know TMZ or whatever it is uh, hot at the yeah. time uh, and a lot of it is false right because I mean there's are celebrities and you know it's kind of like they're living in a glass window uh, glass house yeah, you would
1: you, you would be surprised you know that's why uh, I'm a little concerned about you know what's happening right now because um, as a woman uh, with a, a female-owned and operated company trust me I'm very well aware of what happens and what can happen when you're put into compromising situations where, you know, people tend to maybe use their power um, against a woman in certain positions. But I think we have to be a little careful because <clears throat> not all allegations are true. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it comes down to, you know, race allegations or sexual harassment allegations, we really have to do our due diligence and make sure that, you know, people are being honest because not all allegations are truthful
0: because mm-hmm. i mean th- those those allegations that are coming out, those are very those are very powerful and you know powerful allegations. And if they're absolutely. not true, if they're not true, I mean, i feel f- I feel sorry for the people that 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 are getting branded that way
1: absolutely, absolutely. And that's why you just have to do your homework. I mean, we've worked tons of cases where I hate to say it. We' worked cases where it was true, and we were able to, you know, vindicate our clients and make sure that you know, if they if they were if anything wrong was done, it doesn't matter whether it's client or not. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But there' have been situations where um, people made false allegations out of being angry because a big time celebrity or professional athlete ended a relationship. So they made false allegations. I mean, you really have to be careful because you can destroy somebody's mm-hmm. life and their finances. You can just literally destroy somebody's world with making false allegations.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. I absolutely agree. So you, I I know you can't really uh, disclose which athletes you've worked with or uh, celebrities. So were they A-list? A-list level? They were? Okay.
1: Yeah. All of our clients are A-list. Oh wow. Uh, And I don't mean that, that not to say that from an arrogant standpoint, but yeah, we work with very, very, very high profile professional athletes and celebrities. Yes.
0: And I remember meeting you at the, um, at the Baltimore event, uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, you, uh, you mentioned a story of how you got one of the, one of the, one of the contracts. Was that, was that through, <laughs> was that through Hollywood or was that in, in, in the, I forgot if it was through Hollywood or was it in the NFL or, or something, something. Yeah,
1: it was, it was, a, it was actually a very, very, very high profile corporate contract oh, okay. and, uh, and I'll, and I'll share the story. Um, myself and uh, probably a 100 other agencies had all been bidding on this very lucrative contract. And we had received this Dear John letter in the mail basically saying, you know, hey, yeah, you know, we got your package and, you know, we're passing, we're going with another company. And I was like, oh, no, that's not happening because I knew that we were the best company. I mean, it's not like I'm saying that. And I said this to you when I met you. I know that we're not very good at what we do. We're damn good at what we do. And I know that. So I got in contact with the um, hiring representative for this particular contract. And I said, look, I don't know who you're giving this contract to, but you must like hiring the second best because we're the best. You made a mistake. (laughs) And... uh, He said, "I need to meet you. Anybody this arrogant <laughs> to call my office <laughs> to call my office and tell me I made a mistake? I need to meet you." And I said, "Just tell me what time and where, and I'm there." <laughs> so um, <laughs> we did. We met, and they ended up giving us the contract. Wow! They gave us the contract. So a- you know, I tell people all the time, how important it is to really develop an attitude where you just don't take no for an answer. If you know you're the best candidate, if you know you're the best person for the job or the contract or the opportunity, then you do everything that you can to turn that no into a yes,
0: period. Mm -hmm. And with that mindset, is that that how you built your incredible Rolodex that you have working for these A-list athletes and A-list movie stars?
1: You know, it really is, Luke. And I think what's really important is that there's something that I personally is a mantra for me and for my team members. Um, I mean, I've got about 50 consultants that work with me daily. And my mantra for starting my company is that we do everything as a team and every service we provide will be in a spirit of excellence because when you really have that attitude, it flows over into every level of your business. I don't, we don't refer to, you know, the folks that work with us. They're not employees to us. They're our team members Mm -hmm. because I could not be as successful as I am without extraordinary team members that build me up and help me to go out And continue to build my brand in a spirit of excellence. So when you have that attitude, when you encounter people, they see it, they feel it, and they know it. Mm -hmm. And that really does help you to build a billion-dollar Rolodex because I'm very blessed with having a billion-dollar Rolodex. And it's because I am a ninja networker. I truly am. I'm a ninja networker. I love meeting people. I'm kind to everybody. I think that's a lost art in the society that we're in right now. Kindness seems that we seem to be losing um that part of our nature as just human beings where we're kind to each other naturally, not because we want something from each other, but just right. because that's the right thing to do is just to be kind to each other. So
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's a, that's a lot, that's a big thing that I see in, you know, either events, networking events or, or, or what have you. And people are only going to the, you know, the, the high level people where they know that they're going to get something from and then the guys that are not, you know, that are just on their way up or on their come up, they don't, they won't even speak to them. I've seen this, like just, just sitting back and watching at some events. It was just like, wow, this is, uh, this is interesting you know, just the dynamics of, of human behavior. But then when I see what, but, but then a few months ago when we went to the, the Baltimore event and I met you or before I met you, because mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lineup for people trying to meet you, Monica. Uh, it was, it was very interesting because you spoke to every single person and in the every single, uh, every single person got the same treatment. And I, I thought that, wow, this, I love, I love Monica's presence. I I'm going to, I'm going to wait in line or actually I'll wait till later tonight to when she's not so busy to actually approach you. And you know what? It was, it was, it was real when, when I met you and spoke to you, it was, it was actually really real. And I don't, I don't see a lot of people doing that these days. Everybody's just going for something that, uh, you know, going trying to meet somebody for, uh, so that they could get something at the end of the day. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly about that. That's, uh,
1: Absolutely. And thank you. First of all, thank you so kindly. I received that. And that, that makes me feel good that, like I said, the mantra that I've set for myself as having a spirit of excellence, that other people sense and feel and know that. Because I think it's so important, Luke. I mean, Pete, come on now. Folks can tell when you're being authentic. They can tell when you're being authentic. And they can tell when you're, when you're selling them a can full of crap. And nobody wants crap. They want people that say what they mean, mean what they say, and they're authentic. And I am bound and determined to, as I am excelling to be a billionaire someday, that I can take as many folks along with me along my journey. That's what my goal is, is to bless, touch, inspire, motivate, and help everybody that wants it because everybody doesn't want it. A lot of people, they see it, they admire it, and sometimes they're envious of it but they're not willing to work for it and see, I'm willing to work for the goals that I've set for myself. And I want other people to have those same high aspirations because you can have it, but you just have to be willing to work for it.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Now, I I know we can't really talk about some of the, some of the A-lists that you've worked with, but um, do you do have a a consulting company as well for, for the, is, is that the same thing as um, as your private investigation?
1: Yeah, I have two separate companies that I own. Um, no Sports and Entertainment Consulting Group is uh, the consulting part of our investigative firm that does a lot of business due diligence, like I said, for professional athletes and, and celebrities. Um, the other company that I own is called VIP Investigations, and that's an insurance risk management company. That's where we do work for city, state, local, county governments, insurance companies in regards to. Um, insurance fraud, you know, arson investigations, property and casualty investigations, homicide investigations. So I have two separate companies that primarily do two separate things, but it all falls under investigation.
0: Oh, okay. Cause I saw, uh, a really big name there that that I think we can mention because it's on the website and you know one of the legends in, in the NBA Irvin Magic Johnson so yeah. <laughs> how were, how were you able to get him to or actually really associate with him and associate him with 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 what your with your movement?
1: Well, you know what? I'll tell you what's interesting. In the course of doing business with so many professional athletes, you get a chance to meet some extraordinary people. And I've been very blessed with meeting great NFL and NBA and MLB players. And um, Urban Magic Johnson is somebody that I've just long admired. I loved his business model. And I like the fact that he created a business model that was not just about creating an investment revenue stream, but creating an investment revenue stream that was attached to community development initiatives, and also it allowed the opportunity to develop jobs within the community, as well as his philanthropic passion. So I like anybody that's focused on making a difference in the community and helping people, not just making money, but truly making a difference. So, you know, I was blessed with meeting him, and he's such a gentleman. He's just an extraordinary person. So um, he's been just, I I don't even know how to describe it. He's just been an invaluable resource when it comes down to showing the model of excellence. I mean, everything that he touches is golden, but it is because he's so passionate about everything that he does. And he treats everybody the same. Nobody is treated any differently because they're an athlete or they're a millionaire or a billionaire or they're, you know, Joe Blow next door. He treats everybody the same. And I love that about him.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to ask you, too. Is he as genuine as he really seems on TV?
1: Yeah.
0: You could tell. You could even tell.
1: 500%. Absolutely. He is a true gentleman. True gentleman and, and has a servant's heart, which is very important. You know, people are always asking, you know, what are the keys to success? And, um, you know, I mean, as you know, when I got a chance to meet you, when I spoke at the conference up in Baltimore, I have what I call my eight uh, soul secrets to success. And to me, he embodies so many of those secrets because he is exactly what you see. He is mm-hmm. a passionate, committed businessman and philanthropist. And that's so important, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can can you share with us what uh, those those eight uh, that presentation that you in in, in, in uh, cliff notes? But
1: I will, I will, absolutely. Um, first is just I think it's very important for everybody to learn to set short term and long term goals. I think that there is power when you see people that journal or you see somebody that has a vision board. I've had a vision board for years. And it's amazing that every January we have a vision board party, and we invite about a hundred people, and we all do vision boards and I tell you, Luke, it is fascinating when you you know make that short-term goal of you know from now into the next three to six months that you know you want to have one brand new corporate client or you know you want to travel or you want to lose 50 pounds or whatever it is that you want to do, or you want to meet Oprah Winfrey, or whatever it is, it is fascinating when you embody envisioning that happening because it's something about the universe that will manifest that. So there's just power in setting short and long-term goals. Number two, I think it's so important for people to learn to plan your work and work your plan. It's just that simple. Plan it and then put it into action. It's just that simple. I don't know how to sugarcoat it. It's that simple. Number three, I think it's super important to create a success team. It's like what I said to you all in Baltimore. If e- people spend more time on researching buying a television or a flat screen or a smartphone than they do in creating a success team, in order for you to truly be successful, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. When you know that, if you know that you you're not as strong in a certain area, whether it's marketing or advertising or you know, your 15-second elevator pitch is just interacting with people or creating a billion-dollar Rolodex, then align yourself with other folks that that is their strength. So create a success team of successful, wealthy, powerful people and have them as part of your success team, period. Number four is it drives me insane when I listen to people talk and they constantly use the word try. There's something about that word where to me in my mind, when when I envision try, that means there's a possibility that I can't succeed. So that's why you will never hear me use that word. Ever. It is not in my vocabulary. I will say working towards or I will say I am striving to. Or you will never hear me use that word because there's nothing that I can't do. Period. So people need to remove can't and try from their vocabulary. Just do it. Be like Nike. Just do it, period. <laughs> Number five is six. see yourself as a brand. It astonishes me that people don't understand that your brand, your brand, everything you do leaves an imprint in the world. If you're kind, if you say something malicious and ugly and mean-spirited on Facebook, guess what? That's the brand that you've put in the universe about who you are. If you are kind, if you're generous, if you're loving, if you make yourself available to other people, that's your brand. So recognize that you are a brand, whether you want to be or not, Your brand. Number six, always be a lady or a gentleman. Period. Always. There is no exception to that rule. I don't know what it is. Like I said, it seems like something is happening. There's this shift in our universe where... You know, people just aren't as kind as they used to be. And I'm old school. I mean, my parents were yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. We hold doors for everybody, not just about, you know, the elderly or whatever. I truly do pride myself on being a kind person. I think it's very important to be a lady and to be kind, period. Mm -hmm. Number seven, you have to develop grit and tenacity. Like I said earlier about turn that no into a yes. You have to develop a thick skin with what we do, Luke. You just have to. You know, people will say, no, if I had a dollar for every person that said to me, what do you know about opening up a detective agency? You know, what do you know about being a a, a private detective, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you what I know. When I took the PI course here in Georgia, there were 13 police officers in my class. There were 30 people in my class. It's, a, it's about a year-long course. I came out number one in my class and there were 13 cops in my class.
0: <laughs> nice. You know? Uh-huh. So,
1: and, and, the, and my first internship was with um, uh, an agency where the gentleman in all the agency was a, a retired CIA agent. And he had 40 investigators and he took me under his wing and showed me everything about the business. He taught me everything, which is why I am such a good investigator. So that's what I said about when people telling you what you can't do. So many people just kept saying, and I laugh at them now because I'm one of the top investigators in the country. Mm -hmm. So you can't listen to people telling you what you can't do. You just can't listen to it. And last, I know this may sound crazy, but you really do have to be selective about who you share your dreams and your goals with. I'm telling you, energy vampires, dream killers, and haters are real. They're real. I mean, haters are real. Oh, yeah. they're, they're just real. So you can't share everything with everybody. You cannot share everything with everybody. You cannot tell everybody everything. Sometimes you just have to pull your action plan together and go make it happen and just be quiet about it. Because a lot of times when people know about the moves that you're making, instead of them lessening what you are attempting to do, they start seeing negative things or putting negative energy in the universe, so i'm a firm believer sometimes you just have to be quiet just go mm-hmm. do it and be quiet mhm
0: i agree i agree i-, to- I totally agree I, I i love that i I love the breakdown that that you gave there and uh, I just want to go back to to earlier in when we started talking uh about your arrogance i don't think it's arrogance I feel like it's it's just the confidence that you have and you know the the, the 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 stubbornness to go through the nose and just hey look I'm going to pound you I don't care what you say about me I know I believe in myself that's it. I'm going to go do it anyways and I feel like that's not I think that's more confidence than anything I just wanted to I just wanted to to, to clear that up so monica Thank you. i appreciate that <laughs> yeah yeah no most definitely so uh, monica you you know you've done a lot of big things you you are currently doing big things Now, you have something that's going to be coming up that's very big as well. So you're going to have your own TV show. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. You know what? I'll tell you something. And again, hopefully this will be a source of inspiration for um, your listeners. This is a situation where, Luke, I promise you, I was not looking for this opportunity. I have had a small um, development company for years, probably 15 years, where I've worked with um, uh, aspiring writer, director, producers, because I used to work as an agent for a venture capital firm. And I was doing a lot of business due diligence for them. And was blessed with the opportunity to learn everything about the VC community, about the uh, venture capital community. So it enabled me to meet a lot of very wealthy private equity and angel investors. So over the years, it's helped me to foster those relationships. And it helped me to kind of package some situations where I could put writers and directors, you know that had amazing projects with uh, investors. So it never dawned on me the 15 years that I've been dabbling in the entertainment industry, for a show for myself, and ended up networking, meeting this amazing gentleman, and uh, he said, "I school with your name. you need to have your own TV show." And I said, well, now, you know, I said, I've written, you know, three, four reality shows. And I said, I think I'm on to something. But the writing that I've done, I said, because I've had two of them that people have tried to steal. So he says, look, I'm telling you, you need to have your own TV show. And I was like, man, man, man. (laughs) So what ended up happening? He said, he said, would you just, you know, fly to L.A. and I want you to meet with somebody. I said, "Okay." So I flew out to L.A., had a meeting, didn't know who this gentleman was. And uh, he ended up being this very powerful entertainment attorney who is my attorney now. And he introduced me to an agent. Um, we shot a little small sizzle reel and I got five network TV offers for
0: my own TV show. Wow. And they're major networks too.
1: Oh yeah. All of them are major. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Wow. yeah I, I saw one, um, I saw a, I think it was on uh BET I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah.
1: That. We were supposed to be. Yeah, we were supposed to be coming out on BET, but they they kind of went through some some changes, and um, you know, we kind of felt that we need to go in a, in a different direction. But it, it was an honor to work with them. But yeah, originally it was supposed to come out on BET, but mm-hmm. we, like I said, we had to make some shifts. So now we're going to be coming out on a different network.
0: So yeah, just to give you guys an idea that that was just you know, that was, it's still on your website. Uh, just, just uh, it's sorry, not your website, but on, on BT's website. Uh, but oh, just, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like the, I forgot what it, it said, but it was just a lineup of what's coming up. Um, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a great experience though. I mean, any experience is so funny. Sometimes people look at things with, you know, it, it, God or the universe shifts things for you and, you know, they may look at it in a in a negative way. I don't ever look at anything in a negative way. Everything is learning. It mm-hmm. was great. I met some extraordinary people there. But like I said, you know, they were going in a little bit of a different direction. And I felt like that I needed to do the same thing as well. So like I said, we ended up going with another network. So, But it was great. And they're an amazing network. And they were great people to work with.
0: And when can we expect the show to to come out?
1: It's probably going to be second quarter of 2018 because we we're, we're going to start filming like february march so that said it's going to be like second quarter of 2018 so i'll definitely keep you posted and maybe i can come back and we can talk about it some more
0: oh no for, most definitely i'd love to have you come have you come back on the show you've uh you dropped a lot of content without even without even uh you know being deliberately dropping content which is which is great i love I love that because you you have I feel like you have a lesson in everything that you say, uh, especially when I met you uh-huh. that's why I invited you to come on the, as a guest. I just felt like you're just such a very inspiring person and and just to to build that type of Rolodex coming from you know Cleveland, Ohio, little Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and I, I thought it was million dollar Rolodex, but it's it's actually billion dollar Rolodex, guys. Oh
1: yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I
1: uh, work hard. I work hard to get that puppy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I bet, I bet, and and I can't wait to see your show. Um, second Uh-oh. quarter. I'm super d- excited.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. It's just you know, I mean, I don't mean to sound woo woo, but I mean, Luke, you know, I'm I'm very spiritual, so you know, I truly, truly know that it was, it was an amazing blessing. And I just think that God's presented me with the opportunity to expand my platform because I'm very, very clear on my calling and my purpose. I think my calling is my work as an investigator and my purpose is servanthood. It is an honor and a pleasure to serve people and to see people excel and go out into the workplace and do amazing things. I mean, that just brings me joy like I can't describe when I see that I can feed into somebody in the queue or, you know, the folks that we've met um, at the conference. I've stayed in contact with all of those people and I've gotten 50 offers to be a mentor and I've committed to all of them because I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see everybody succeed and make their dreams a reality because I'm walking in, in a dream. Everything that I do every day, if I could work for free, I would. And that's how I know I'm doing what I was called to do because i work for free. I love my
0: work so much.
1: Can't do that because I have very extensive taste, but <laughs> I love what I do. <laughs> I love my work. I love what I do.
0: And that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, for the audience, um, how, let's say, you know, there's, there's somebody listening out there that, you know, doesn't know what they want to do. Don't know what their purpose Mm -hmm. is because they're hearing, they're hearing about everybody saying it. They're hearing Tony Robbins, uh, saying it, you know, Brian Tracy, whoever it is, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to have that why that purpose. So where, how did you find the purpose in, should I say purpose? I should say like, how did you find that this was the thing that you wanted to do? Uh, did you find it during your, your, your career as a PI or was it before that? How did, how did you, how did, how did Monica get this clear on, on her goals?
1: I think that it was before that. I think it was before that. And, and you know what, I'll share a little backstory with you. Cleveland was interesting for me. Um, and and I think some of your listeners will identify with what I'm getting ready to say, but I actually graduated from high school a year early um, because I was um, at a high school that was kind of one of those high schools where they had a very, very, very high curriculum. So I ended up taking a year of pre-college courses, but I couldn't wait to graduate because I got bullied. I mean, the girls in my high school hated me and they didn't like me because I was very popular. And I went to a mixed race school and we lived in a really nice um, upper class neighborhood. And some of the sisters didn't didn't like me because I liked everybody. They they had this attitude of that, you know, the Blacks were only supposed to be with the Blacks and the whites with the whites. And I wasn't raised that way. My parents taught us that we would not see a difference in people because of their skin color. So when I look at people, I look at people in a sphere of love. I don't see Black, White, Asian, Irish. I see people. I see love. But that's how I was raised. So... That experience that I went through there, I got out of school early because the bullying was just off the meter, off the meter. But getting out of school early also helped me to prepare what I really wanted to do. And I was always fascinated by crime stories and criminal justice, and you know, and what ended up happening is that they had some homicide detectives come to my high school. And they were talking to us about that type of work, and I was fascinated by it. So um, I left, you know, went to Ohio State University, and my parents decided that they wanted to move back to Georgia. So I relocated from Ohio State back to Atlanta and just got this amazing offer to start doing undercover work. So I was traveling all over the country and around the world working in Fortune 500 corporations as an undercover. So that's how I got my start was there. And it just was like the little bug that bit me. And from there, um, I ended up meeting some police officers and they were like, you know what, you need to get your PI license or, you know, apply to the police department. And I did, went through the academy, came out top in to my class again, but I just knew that law enforcement wasn't my niche. Mm-hmm. So I immediately made the shift from that. To the PI situation, and like I said, I did an internship for two years with with my mentor, who taught me everything about the business. And I started as an intern, then I was a junior investigator, senior investigator, trainer, and then director of operations. And then from there, I started my own company. So it's all—it's just I knew that that's what I wanted to do, Luke. I was so passionate about it. I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing with some form. Of criminal justice
0: some form Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also when when you mentioned that you were bullied uh I feel like and, and this is goes goes back to your to your to your eight components as well uh having having tough uh-huh. skin uh thick tough skin right I think uh, that actually helped you prepare you to for the business world as well uh I mean maybe it, it, it didn't did. it did it at that time <laughs> right because when you're involved in it it's like, oh why is this happening to me but uh, I think
1: that's a good point. That's a good point because it really did. I mean, I got so sick of it. I mean, I was literally in the principal's office on a weekly freaking basis because these so girls, I mean, they were doing horrible stuff. I mean, they, they poured chocolate milk all over my book, ketchup on my books another day. They would put pictures on my locker. They would draw on my locker. And I, was, I went to the principal and I was like, I don't understand. I like anybody. I can't figure out what the problem is. They would harass me in the in the bathroom. They would follow me in there and kick the doors, knock on the doors, keep under the doors. I mean, I was like, this is insanity. But you're absolutely right. I didn't look at it that way. It really did help me to get strong. And it's so funny now that those same girls that used to bully me, now they're just like, all of them are either ugly and got 500 kids and no <laughs> husband or
0: something. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's know?
1: And know, and I'm successful and I kind of turned from the little ugly duckling into a <laughs> swan, so now they really don't know what to do with me, you know? <laughs>
0: uh, now what? That's awesome. That's yeah,
1: awesome. <laughs> that's like nanny, nanny, nanny. Every time I see one of them, i just like, ah, ha, ha. I got the yeah. last <laughs>
0: that's awesome though but uh yeah i mean like you you do need to have that thick skin in 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 business because you're you know business is not uh it's it's not uh always a pretty sight you know it's not everybody sees the successful part of things but uh, behind the scenes and the the things leading up to it uh it's quite it's quite a roller coaster you know and and
1: And i know for me i've had to be careful so i want to say this and i don't want it to come out the wrong way because I've been blessed with having so many amazing mentors that have truly blessed and touched my life in so many great, 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 great ways. But I am a female in a very Mm male-dominated industry. Yep. Very. So trust me, I'm real familiar with the good old boy club and the good old boy system, and I've had to kick those doors down. Literally, I've had to kick those doors down. So Mm -hmm. they don't exist for me. That's why, you know, it's like what you said earlier. I'm proud of how I've been blessed, but I've worked my ass off, Luke. Nobody's giving me anything. Mm-hmm. I've worked my ass off to to build a stellar company. Period. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of that.
0: Oh, and, I, and and I I respect that for sure. So I, you know, going off of what you just said, um, you know, being being a female in a in a male dominated industry for all the for all the women listening, what what can mm-hmm. you give, what kind of tips can you give them? to, you know, be like Monica and, you know, just kick through those doors because it could be quite intimidating. Right. Uh, you know, I've talked to women trying to get into, uh, this, you know, not, not this particular industry, but trying to get into uh you know, corporate world or anything like that, or even in sales, it's, it's like, uh, they feel like there's, there's, uh, there's limitations because they're not men. What, what kind of suggestions and advice can you give the, the women that are listening? to, you know, just, just go after it and, and, and do it and break those barriers?
1: I think first, one of the first things that I think is really important for women to do is to not look at other women um, as uh, in a negative light. Look at other women where you can really partner and gain some strategic alliances with other women. That's, it, it's, it's horrible sometimes how we can, women can be so catty. I don't believe in that. I I love and support everybody. We have to learn to support each other in our businesses, one. Two, know your business. It stuns me that so many people come to the business table unprepared, unprepared. They don't know the industry. They've not done their research. You have to not only know the business that you're striving to get into, but you need to know your competitors. You need to know what they're doing what is making them successful, what they're not doing, and look for those gaps. See, whenever we do business development for somebody, I tell people, don't just look at being able to provide a product or service. You need to be looking 10 years ahead. What makes you different from every other company that does the same thing that you do? What's different about you? That's what you need to focus on. And you need to focus on the consumers as to consumer demand futuristically, period. That's what you need to focus on. And then three, making sure it's like what I said earlier about planning your work and working your plan. Nothing is achieved without having a plan. Come up with a plan of action. Make a decision as to like, I'll give you an example, Luke. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and I met him at uh, the conference in Baltimore and he called me and he said, I really need your help. And, you know, I'm getting ready to start this consulting business. And I went to go and lease office space. And I said, lease office space. I said, for what? And um, he says, well, you know, I've got the consulting business. He was getting ready to go and spend like three, $4,000 a month on office space. And I said, dear, yes. you're in a capacity where nobody comes to you. You go to all of your clients. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you go and spend three or $4,000 a month on office space for an office that you're never going to be in? And he, he never thought about that. He felt like that that's what he had to do. And I said, absolutely not. Take that money and use that money towards your marketing and your advertising. Use it for your expenses. I said, because you're going to have to build your client base. Part of that is doing the winding and the dining. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have to entertain your clients, take them to lunches or, you know, what I call the personal touch, do little special things to set you apart from other people, period. I'd rather see him spend that money on marketing and advertising than on an office space that nobody's going to see. Mm -hmm. So those those are the things that I'm saying about, you know, know your business, know what's important, come up with an action plan. You know, and look for people to develop strategic alliances with. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. I think that's a mistake that especially that women make. They don't want to talk to anybody. They're afraid to share their ideas with somebody because they don't trust or they feel like that somebody is not, you know, they're going to be catty. Don't worry about that. Find exchange. Extraordinary, exceptional people that are already successful doing what you're doing and just go to them. I mean, just like myself, I told you, I've got like picking new folks I'm mentoring, but I'm committed to everybody. If it Mm -hmm. takes me all night long sending out emails, which is what I've been doing and calling people, and I have two assistants, so they help me to stay online with everything. But if you're committed to helping people Luke, you will make the time in your 24-hour day, period. Mm -hmm.
0: I love it. This is, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And and, I mean, that goes for, you know, women and any other minorities as well, because, you know, if you're, you know, a minority or or a woman, I I consider women a minority in some industries, but, um, you know, you, you just gotta. I am. I
1: mean, you know, and you know that, I mean, I'm black and it's just what I said. (laughs) I'm black. I'm a black female private detective that owns her own you know, detective agency and this business due diligence, social firm and insurance firm that I have in a very white male dominated industry. So Mm -hmm. like I said, it it, it has not been easy, but I have, I don't believe in a glass ceiling and I don't believe in a door being closed. I've kicked the door down and I have broken through the ceiling. Anybody can do it, but you have to be determined to do it.
0: Period. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. There is no glass ceiling. Oh, you'll break the ceiling, oh, no. kick down the door, and break no, the ceiling. No, no. I love, I love that. That's
1: it, <laughs>
0: that's it, that's it. See, yeah. So anybody could take some lessons here, uh, especially Monica. You, you dropped a lot of gems here today, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I think this this can go for everybody. I mean, like I, I know I asked the question just for 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 women, but um, you know you got to be prepared for when you know you're going to go to you know if you're going to go into an industry, you, you want to be more prepared than the than the next guy or the next gal. Right. You want to have that competitive edge. Do those strategic alliances where, can, where you can elevate with each other, but not but not having to compete mm-hmm. with each other. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. So, Monica, mm-hmm. are you still taking on mentor mentoring clients or?
1: I am. I am. I'm, I'm going to take on as many as I can. But you know what? Luke, I'm going to tell you something and I tell everybody this. You know, I get calls all the time from people saying, oh my God, I heard you speak and you were here, you were there, this and that. And I tell everybody, the only two requests that I have, if you call me and you ask me, you know, would you be a part of my success team? Is One, you have to step to me with a spirit of confidence because I don't operate in a spirit of fear. I don't fear anything. I know as long as I've got God on my side, there's nothing I can't do. Two, you have to be prepared for success. Luke, if I could tell you the people that I have seen sabotage deals. I had a guy sabotage a multi-million dollar deal because he was so afraid of the success. And I was floored when I watched him sabotage this deal because he was like, Monica, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. And I'm like, dude, you know, you came to us. We did what you asked us to do. We got you what you needed. What do you mean you're not ready? You know, so be ready because a lot of people think they're ready, but they're not. And that's why we have such a passion for working with professional athletes and entertainers because, you know, you're yo nobody one day and then the next day somebody gives you a $20 million contract to run up and down a basketball court or football mm-hmm. field. If you're not prepared and you don't have the financial, social, mental skills for that type of wealth, you will be broke before you can blink. Be prepared for success. Period. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I love it. So, how can we? uh How can we learn more about you? And you have a website that we could go to. Direct us to anywhere. Yeah. Go.
1: You know, I told you people laugh at me because I don't have any social media, and it's funny because the TV network was like, "Okay, well, you know, now you have to." And I do, and it's Lucas just because we've been so busy. And because, you know, with the work that we do, I mean, you know, we're investigators. So, you know, I have so many clients that, you know, their homes get robbed and all this foolishness because they're on Snapchat, Instagram saying, hey, yeah, I just bought $500,000 with a jury and I'm going to the Bahamas. And then somebody breaks into their home. So uh, I'm not on uh. anything, anything, but they can contact us. <laughs> they can contact us either via info, INFO, at no k-n-o-w-l-l-c dot net or the office at
0: 888-926-7222 okay perfect and i'll put that in the on the website as well on the in the show notes so that uh we okay, can cool. so people can click on that and, and get in touch with you or learn more about you and uh I can't wait to, I can't wait till your show comes out. Second quarter of 2018. I really, I'm really excited.
1: Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I hope to make you and, and everybody proud. And and like I said, just basically creating a platform to, to open opportunities, not just for me, but just for other folks too, Lou. You know, it's not just for me. I'm so clear on that. This Mm -hmm. hopefully will be a source of inspiration for other people as well, because, you know, I mean, I'm over forty, so I'm not some little, you know, twenty year old, old spring chicken. I'm over forty.
0: <laughs> hey, so, you know, forties are I'm, the forties is the new thirties now. So
1: you, you, are, you are, are, are still a spring chicken.
0: chicken. Yeah, that's that's what they say.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> I accept mean, that. I take that. I take that. <laughs> so you know, like I said, to could be a source of motivation for other women to let them know it's not about age. Just go up here and make it happen. Make mm-hmm. it happen. And I would love to hear from your listeners if they've got questions, if they need encouragement, guidance, help them with the action plan, whatever. It's my pleasure. My pleasure.
0: That's, that's, that's awesome. And, and I want to add one more thing uh, on, for the TV show. Uh, you are mm-hmm. the, the first, hopefully I don't butcher this, you're going to be the first African-American female private investigator on a network television. Is that correct?
1: Yep, to have her to have her own show. Yeah, have, I mean that's insane to me. In 2017, I'm the I will be the first, the first black female private detective to have her own investigative docu I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's Oops. God, but it's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I butchered it a little bit, but you guys got the point. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, yeah, Monica, I know you're a busy you're a busy woman, so um. I really appreciate you coming on. And I know everybody got a lot of because wow. I got a lot of value. I got, I have a notebook here full of notes, just talking to you here. So uh,
1: well, awesome. Awesome. My pleasure, Luke. It truly is my pleasure. And I'm going to stay in touch with you. I want to hear great things about you too.
0: Yeah. And we're we're going to have you on to get an update after, after you record your, your first season. Okay. All right. Wow, so what do you guys think of that? That was a great, great interview. Uh, I thought that uh, uh, Monica brought a lot to the table and really honored to have her on the show. You know, she broke down her keys to success and I, you know, I resonate with that truly because those are the steps that you need in order to get to where you wanna go. It's not gonna be easy, right? The steps that she laid out, they're simple steps they're not easy steps so you got to work on uh, you know all of those steps in in detail constantly and just have a never-say-die attitude so yeah I'm very happy to have her on uh, and Hopefully down the road we could have her on as a uh, as a guest again to get an update as to uh, how the show's doing and everything else that's going on in Monica's life. Now, if you guys want to get in touch with Monica and see what uh, she is up to, uh, I will post a website link below, and you guys can go to you know where to go fuelyourhustle.com forward slash thirty five. That's, once again, it's uh, fuelyourhustle.com forward slash 35, the number 35. All right, folks, until next time, keep hustling.